Welcome to the Healing Trauma as a Christian Mama podcast. We are your trauma mamas. My name is Danielle Elizabeth. And my name is Kelsey. And here we want to be a safe space to look at what it's like to be a Christian woman healing trauma. We want to integrate our Christian faith with psychology and trauma modalities while giving you tools and skills to support your growth and healing. Let's get into today's episode. And I, I guess I'll just throw in like, you know, I, I, I'm a believer and I became a believer at, at a young adult age, but like, that was like a piece that was really hard for me to like the relationship with God or with Jesus, because mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. have like healthy relationships in my life. So then I'm like, and then, you know, and then that's kind of when some people are like, well, it's, he's, he's like your dad. And, you know, I mean, like, you know, how God, they say that those types of yeah, things, yeah. God's your dad, and you have this really good relationship with Jesus. And I know that you have to build that. Like, I get that. But like, when you don't know how to do that, yeah, that throws a wrench. I feel like it's the spiritual part of it. Um, sure. I don't know if I'm in, I'm, I'm no, it does. And, and I remember me and you talking about this and I've talked about this, like, and I remember talking about this in like therapy myself, but it's like a lot of us, especially because it's like the father figure. And like, we look at God as a father figure. It's like, it's very hard for us to disconnect those two things. Like, so if we didn't have, and none of us had a perfect dad, but there's a lot of us, like a lot of people who have had very imperfect dads and then dads that were like, you know, doing their best, but obviously made mistakes and stuff. So it's like, we all don't like, we all don't come into even that concept the same. Right. Right. So some people come in and they're like, I had an abusive dad. So you just telling me that God is a good father. Like, I mean, we want that to be enough. Like we want that to just be like, you know, someone can just accept that and it's great, but it's, it's not that simple. Like, no, you know, you really do have to look at like what I was just talking to like one of my coaching clients about this because we were just talking about this exact concept and it was just like you have to look at like what do you look at as like a father like what 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 are the relational aspects to that what are like all of that and do you translate that over to a relationship with God and a lot of us do like you know if your dad never showed up for you it's not enough in my opinion to just be like well God's always going to show up for you. But it's like, yes, I could cognitively understand that. Mm-hmm. Like I could cognitively understand that that's what you mean by that. But I have all of these like emotional impacts and relationship impacts that a person here on earth did and like t- t- taught me how these relationships work. And so as much as I want to just believe that, you know, God is good and he's just going to show up, it's like, experience has taught me otherwise and that actually plays into our like um even expectation and understanding of god yep yeah that's a, that's exactly it and and you know and it doesn't even necessarily even just have to be the father relationship it's just like relationships too i mean i understand what you're saying mm-hmm. as well because that's it's very very true but if you didn't, if you didn't have any healthy relationships, of course, that's going to be even skewed more. And we, yeah. like I said, we can cognitively, cognitively see it, hear it, see it, yeah. and read it in his word. And we can truly believe it as well. It's just going to take some shifting in our healing to, to see that it can, that it's real and it can, you know, be a healthy relationship because <laughs> obviously yeah. God is, God is God and he is good. And 
all that um it's it's obviously on our end because we know the truth about who god is it's it's yeah. us that have to do the the shit it is and and it and it it's hard because it's like especially if things happen to your people in this world human mm-hmm. beings in this world have taught you that people are unsafe or, or relationships are unsafe or caregivers are unsafe or all of these things like i feel like it's just it's it's important to validate that being a struggle like i just feel like it's there's a lot of christianity that comes down on that just to be like you know just accept that he's good and accept that and it's like well yeah i do but i also have these like reservations yeah these reservations and these like these pulls that are like enlisting fear and shame and worry and anxiety and all of this stuff about even my relationship with god because i've had all these things you know teach me otherwise and god's not physically standing in front of me you know able to like you know showing me a difference in this. And when we get into the attachment stuff, we'll talk about this a little bit more because um, I think that actually God can be such a, I know this, sorry, is such an integral part of even repairing our attachment. Because when we've had people who have ruptured our attachment and caused attachment trauma, um, it's, we need safe relationships to heal that. But I actually do believe that God even comes into that um, like attachment repair as well. So this is a good segue to talking about the relational after effects of trauma. (laughs) Um, so yeah. Okay. So one of the biggest things, and I think I didn't even really understand this until I got into like learning about trauma myself, like on a educational level was this interpersonal trauma piece of things so like trauma that occurs within personal relationships um because I was always kind of like I guess before that came like looking at trauma as more of like more of the big t traumas more of like the events and things like that um but you I would say and I think even in the training stuff that we did is that this is actually one of the most important parts of someone's like recovery and healing is the, um, is helping and, and healing the, the relational trauma piece of things. Absolutely. I think that's honestly, in my opinion, it's like one of the most, like you said, the most important key part of it is to create a safe relationship with someone so that they can see what a safe relationship looks like or they can actually see that not all relationships are terrible but it's the the tricky part is is, is finding yeah. that person to be able to show show you see you hear you and validate be just you being heard basically yeah and this and is where like coaching and therapy and like different like programs and stuff actually can be so helpful because sometimes we don't have a lot of emotionally safe people in our life and it's okay to 
have to pay someone to be this role for you. Yes. Like, I think both of us have had to do that many times in our life because, and, and the other thing is sometimes we do have safe people, but they just don't have the capacity to walk us through every moment of it. Right. And that's where, again, bringing in someone who can literally, yes, you might have to pay them, but they will be there and they will walk every step of the journey with you. Um, and you can have those realistic expectations that they will. Whereas with a friend, sometimes they're like, you know, they'll be there for a while. And then, um, but then something happens, they get busy and then it's like, or you don't want to burden them again. And so then you, you get in your head about it. Right. Whereas when you have that like outside person that you're like, no, this is like, I'm, a, I'm okay to reach out as much as I need to without even worrying about it because we have this like you know whatever contract in place that that that's their role in my life that can be very freeing um and give and give you this um this safe like um this safe healthy interpersonal relationship that right. you could sort of heal in and most of the time, these people that you're paying are obviously trained as well, or they at least have yeah, the knowledge. True. So, you know, I mean, a friend may have the knowledge as well, but it's like, they might not quite understand. And nobody's going to fully understand your full story, situation, whatever, because we all have so many pieces of it all. But it's, yeah, that's it's just, um, that is what coaches, therapists, whatever they're trained to basically do. And, and it's, and it's like incompetence as well. That's another piece because obviously like, yeah. as we learned with the emotional piece, you don't have a lot of trust for people. So you're not, you know, you don't want to just throw everything out there to someone um, yeah. that's not, you know, like you said, in confidence or yeah. you know, especially when you live in small towns. <laughs> yeah, I know both of us live in small towns, so we can really, really understand. Um, okay. So let's talk a little bit about like, you know, the negative side of what the impacts would be. And then also we can look at some of the positives. So yes. a lot of times people might not have had a lot of good role models as kids for what constitutes a healthy relationship, which is kind of what we also, also both just talked about a little bit, but not only that, they might also not just have not healthy, but they might also um, have learned what toxic relationships are or but not even realizing they're toxic, right? Like you hear this all the time. People who are like, I didn't even know, like it wasn't until I went to like university or I went and had, went to a friend's house and saw their family dynamic to even know that how my family operated wasn't quote unquote normal or healthy. Right. Absolutely. And I think that happens more often than we, than yeah. We yeah, for sure. And then Another piece of that is that they're, they've usually had their self-worth like stripped. They don't feel like maybe they even deserve happy relationships um, or that they're like the, the cause of why relationships can't be healthy. Mm -hmm. I think we, we touched on, the, on the, the trust thing earlier too. Like, so that's like an emotional and a relational like impact of, you know, they struggle to establish trust, but like with themselves and with others, like, I think one of the biggest things I think we really overlook is how much trauma has taught us not to trust ourselves. 
Like it's just something yes. I don't feel like it gets talked about enough. I and I really realized this a lot in coaching that it's like somewhere along the way the message has been like overtly or subconsciously planted that you know you cannot trust your own judgment, your own decisions, your own like path in life, like all of these things. That's a huge one. Um just the self because you're always questioning yourself. You're always like, am I doing the right thing? Am I not doing the right thing? Yeah. And I always like I, you know, like some people are like, just tell me what to do. And because you just literally like are at that point where you're like, I don't know what to do. And because yeah. you can't trust one decision. Yeah. But- and that's, I think I see this, like, especially like I, I have a really strong tendency to people please. And so I'm like, I remember a few years ago, I was like thinking about doing something like, I don't even remember what it was probably like when I was like thinking about going back to school or something like that. And I was like, kind of came to my decision. I was going to do it. And then I had like, three people I was talking to, they all said something different. Like one was like, don't go. One was like, yeah, go like part-time. And one was like, you know, go all in. And I, it was the first time I realized, like, I don't trust myself to make this decision because I didn't know what to do. Like I was so like, I didn't realize at the time that I was so like worried about upsetting someone as like, like if I didn't go with them, there was going to be some type of like relational fallout or they'd be mad or they would think I don't listen to them or like whatever it was. But it, I was like, I remember my head spinning in circles. Cause I was like, they're all saying something different. I don't know what to do. And it was interesting because what I wanted to do wasn't even on the table. Like it was like, I had these three people's opinions. My opinion wasn't even like a part of the equation anymore. <laughs> like it was just like, Um, and it really, yeah. And it really, and I was just talking to someone today. It's like, um, you know, are you able to continue to make a decision that you wanted to make, even if someone is saying that they don't agree with it, but you still agree with it. Like you still believe what you are going to do is like the right thing. But when someone else gives their opinion, that's like opposing, do you trust yourself enough that, you know, you could stand firm in that, or do you get swayed by that? Oof. Yes. And I, I feel like this comes up a lot in parenting. Um, especially when you do have, you know, two, two parents in the household, you're just like, do you, you know, does your husband trust you enough to like, take care of your children? And I'm, you know, I have to like, yes, my husband trusts me to take care of my children. So I trust yourself when you're making decisions for your children, when you can't ask anybody else, but it's like, Ugh, it's it's a really yeah, a, that adds another level to it too because it's not just about yourself you know you're having right. like these other beings <laughs> decisions as part of yours and you're like it's just it's it's easier sometimes to be like okay I'll make the decisions about me right but yes. like when you're making it about other people and then I mean like think about all the parenting advice and you know <laughs> yes. judgment yeah. out there it's like you're always gonna find someone who tells you what <laughs> what your files wrong yeah oh man I was gonna say one thing more about the trusting because it says right here like because I was gonna say like when you think of a lot of people with trust it's like you don't trust anybody but it can be also the opposite where you like literally trust people too much or give your trust out too much yeah Um, because I've I mean I've seen that both as well like it's not just I don't trust you or it's like I trust you too much Yeah. And this is where I see that too, where 
someone is being mistreated, like whether it's like emotional, verbal abuse and stuff. And, you know, the, that person comes back and is like, oh, I'm sorry. And it's just like, I'm going to give you that trust right back. Cause you are just a trusting person and you see the best in people. And it's like, you know, those are good qualities, but there are people who take advantage of that too. Right. So people will take advantage of the fact. And that actually leads to like one of the biggest, one of the relational, um, like one of the relationship impacts is relationship dysfunction that can lead to codependence. And we'll do a whole thing on codependency because that's just like something I've like been recovering from for years now, but this is a big piece of it is allowing whatever behavior to happen and then just trusting the person when they say they're not going to do something again or trust the person when they're like I've changed or I've I'm this I'm I'm doing this like whatever and just giving that trust you know 100% back rather than like seeing that they are going to like you know change by their behavior um and so actually I would say honestly that's probably one of my relational impacts of trauma is like not wanting to wait until like wanting to just trust a person by their words, but then being so like disappointed and let down when their actions don't meet those or like, that's a huge thing for me now is like being able to see people for like the behavior that they do versus just like the words that they'll be able to give me. Well, and there's always that saying actions speak louder than words, but it's really hard for like, I like what you're saying for a trauma survivor where you're like, well, but but I want to, I just want to trust them. I want it. Cause yeah. I want this, like, you know, yeah. And just give me this okay, moment in between yeah. when I don't realize that their actions are not lining up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, yeah, it's really hard because I no. do think it's, I think it is a gift that the Lord does give people too to like give people more chances than just the one, yeah. you know, because yeah. like, because we're all going to mess up, but it's like in these chronic yeah. It's, 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 it's the pattern, right? Like yeah, in the, the patternness pattern. of it, right? Like that is the, the kicker. Cause it's like, yeah, you can't, if you looked at, if you just had like, well, no one can mess up or no one can lie or no, like we all do these like yeah. stupid things and, you know, um, but it's the, it's the pattern of it and, um, and well, the chronicness of it. And the thing of putting up the boundary with someone, because you're like, okay, I'm going to, wait and have their actions line up with their words yeah that boundary isn't just for like it's it's for us and it's for them but it's still going to take some work on our end because it, like you said it's like a hard thing to just not cross your own boundary you know yeah um, oh man so That's yeah we will uh, like you said we'll go yeah. on that that tangent sometime but it's it's just really interesting because when you put up something a boundary it's like this is more work for me than it is for them. Like this is so oh, I say that all the time. I'm like, <laughs> having boundaries is exhausting. Like when you have people like having boundaries in just normal relationships, that's, that's one thing, but having boundaries with like unhealthy people is yeah. exhausting because they just want to push them all the time. And so you're just exhausted. Like, you know, having to keep, if you're going to keep that person in your life, like it's just, it, it's, it's just this constant, like, nope, here's the fence. Here yeah. is the fence. Like, can you, you see the fence? <laughs> are you blind? Who I'm not sure. There? Why are you climbing over it? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, we'll definitely um, add boundaries to our list of things to talk about. Cause that's a big one. Yes. Um, some more stuff that, that people will struggle with relationally. So sometimes people will like also 
adopt the like the worldview it's kind of like that learned helplessness but from like so if you grew up in a toxic family you will adopt a lot of the mentalities the worldviews the thinking um like the black and white thinking even that that your family or the people that raised you like had right so like you might like have these beliefs about relationships that actually aren't healthy or good but you don't even maybe even realize you have them because they're so like normal and 30, like they're part of your thought process right like if let's say let's use give an example if you think about like let's say you're raised by a mom who had been hurt by like you know 20 different men and hates men now and so you grew up you know being raised to be a strong independent woman and that's great but you don't realize that like that was rooted in this like kind of hatred for men. And so then now you have relationships with in your relationships as an adult, you struggle to like, you know, let um, a man like, you know, even help you in a relationship. Like you, you, you develop even that hyper independence, but also just like, there's this like um, worldview about like relationship roles or even stuff like that. And you don't really, it's, those are hard to pinpoint. Like what exactly is that you're just like is is it the all the people I get into relationships with with or is it me which is a very hard question for so many of us because then we have to be like am I like is my mentality about something part of this problem right that black and white thinking is that one gets me <laughs> just because yeah it's like all it's like an all well, in or nothing thing too so yeah. And, and it's got that rigidity to it too. Right. So it's like the more overwhelmed and stressed we get, the more we like get drawn to the black and white thinking more than like when we're in kind of a, a really good headspace, like you can be more flexible. And so sometimes it's like, that's why these, these things are hard to pinpoint. Cause we don't, we're not always like this, right? Like we don't always think black in that black and white thinking, because when we're, you know, regulated and we're in healthy we're like maybe in a healthy relationship we can be more flexible you know then like a global pandemic hits and everyone's like you know reverting back to all of these like these rigid ways and actually you see that in a lot of the responses to like how the like the thing is have happened in the pandemic like you see there's people who just really are like nope the government said to do this we have to do this like and it's just like there's no real thought like I'm not even gonna ask why it's just like this is how this is I have to like I have to respond like this this is just like what like what I have to do um and it's yeah it's really it is really interesting yeah we could go all on uh, on that too. yeah I know just, like I should just, not have maybe I can't have asking, I just, of worms. <laughs> just be just to ask questions it's like okay but like yet like, is it okay to ask questions? Cause maybe how you're raised, you weren't, weren't allowed to ask questions and you were just supposed to follow suit and like, exactly. just, so yeah. But then once you kind of get out of that mentality, then it's like, well, yeah. How far do you take that too? So, yeah, I think it let's, let's end this episode with some actual positive yeah. things, like what we can do to, um, for like, there's different types of relationships, like we mentioned, right? So there's the relationship with ourselves. One of the biggest healing parts that we need to do and that's on us is to like repair the trust self-worth and self-judgment for ourselves 
I think that's like at a very, very, very important piece of our healing process. And I know we did talk once at one of our first episodes of talking about, you know, the dangers of the trauma world and like the, um, you know, self-love and, you know, it's all about you and stuff, but there is a very important element of like repairing that trust with ourselves and our self-worth and, you know, having compassion for ourselves on this healing journey. Um, that's still so, so necessary. I, I agree with that. And I know sometimes the word self can get really like triggering, I'd say for believers or whatever, because you don't want to be self-focused, but there is a sense of, like you're saying, to just be able to trust yourself or to have the, you know, the self-compassion, um, in, in a sense of just being comfortable with who you are too, you know? Um, so I, but like as a believer, it's kind of like our identity is in God and like the grace we can give ourselves is actually like, you know, the grace that God gives us. And it, so it can be so intertwined. It doesn't have to get so like, you know, self-focused and it's all about you and you are the hero of your own story, but it's like, it's like, you still have to show up for yourself too. And that's, you know, God works in that. And like, I always love to like, I, I love reparenting and I always love reparenting as like, you know, me and God reparenting, like, you know, myself and my like little inner child and stuff. And so it's like, you know, yes, God is such an integral part of that, but so am I. And I think where the world goes is the world's just like, it's just, just you, right? Like you're showing up to save your inner child. And, and we want to like, you know, as believers bring God into all of these concepts and all of these things, but it doesn't mean that we get to just also like, you know, Cause if you take us out of it completely, then we're just kind of, what are we doing? Laying there and being like, okay, God, you, you come in and just like, you know, fix all this stuff and do all this stuff. And I don't, you know, I can't, and, and you see, I don't, I don't know if I see this a lot, but it's just like, you can get to that part, part like Christians can get to that point too, of like, oh, it's about me. I can't be anything focused about me. It's all about him. And it's like, well, he still needs you there. Like you're so you're so it's part a of relationship, it. right? Because that's yeah. what we're talking about. It's a relationship, and we have to we have to show up for the relationship. And he's always there. Obviously, we know that he's always there, but we have to show up too. And yeah, that's such a good point. That is such a good point. Um, and and anyway. sometimes when you have so with your family, this is where it gets real tricky. So like sometimes you do have to like either limit contact you have to go no contact you might you very much so have to have like boundaries and stuff like that um and this is I feel like a hard one because you're 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 still so you get so sucked into the their worldview or you can get sucked into like even I see a lot of families they have a lot of like group thinking mentality right so it's like no one deviates so when you start to deviate you are like the scapegoat and we're, we'll talk more about that when we talk about shame because shame is usually what's driving a lot of these family systems but um sometimes you know it actually is healthier for you to create that space and that distance like I know yeah it's hard because there's so many like you know blood's thicker than water and all these like you know but she's your mom but she's this but they're this like you know like And so there's so much shame and guilt like around it. But like, I think we're 
definitely in a generation now that's starting to realize that like family is like important but not at the detriment of who you are as a person and not at the at not at the like keep them in your life every day speaking into every area of your life when they are unsafe damaging toxic people right and I was just going to say like usually the ones that are the quote-unquote scapegoats like they're usually the ones that are like breaking the cycle too later on you know what I mean so exactly that's the that's the healthy part that can come out of it and um hopefully create more healthy relationships so yes yeah um yeah so like other relationships within like friends our kids work like I mean we have relationships absolutely everywhere right um boundaries is a huge one um trust is a huge one I mean we touched a little bit on both of those one thing and I talk about this all the time now with people because I'm like I don't know I don't I don't I I think I talk about it because it's not something that's hugely talked about right now but just the concept of like safe versus unsafe people like there because when we think safe, like, I think like my first thought is like, is there a bear beside me? Like, am I physically safe right now? Right. And we don't really like realize what emotional safety is. And then I, as a parent, I really had to like recognize and over the last years that like, I am not an emotionally safe person for my kids sometimes, especially when I'm dysregulated, when I'm overwhelmed and burnt out and stressed, like I actually am not an emotionally safe person person for my kids. And that is like, that was a heartbreaking realization for me, but also the awareness of that is just like, you know, the only way I can change that, but it's like, people are going to let us down. That's like a no, like, you know, and people are going to mess up and that's not what we're talking about. I think it goes back to kind of that pattern. Is someone consistently emotionally unsafe? Are you able to express how you feel to them without like backlash or being punished for it? Or, you know, like, and the problem is when we've experienced trauma, we can get drawn to unsafe people especially if we were raised by unsafe people, it's like we um, unconsciously get drawn to something that's normal. Or I was listening to something too about, and, and a lot of people talk about this too, is that we actually get drawn to the chaos, right? So like the chaos within relationships, but even on a physical level, it's like, when, when, when their chaos is happening in a relationship, all the adrenaline, the cortisol, all of that stuff is going, and we can become addicted to that core, like to those responses. This is all such as on such an unconscious level, but like we get drawn to that. So then this is the kicker. We have, we find safe relationships and they seem boring, dull. Like, we're just like, I'm embarrassed by this. Like, I, I don't want to like be like, I don't, I I've had relationships like in my, uh, in my teenage years, like people who were like, now I look back, I'm like, they were probably such a healthy person. And I was like, yeah, I don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yep. I can, I understand that, especially like, or even just I don't know. I didn't have a lot of relationships as far as like romantic relationships, but you know, when you had like crushes on boys or something, you're like, 
you tend to lean this way or not. These guys are dorks over here. These guys yeah. are so, uh, so it's just, it's just interesting. I, I don't mean to joke about it because I know that's very serious for some people, but um, it's just, I'm just laugh about my decisions as a, yeah. as a at some point. Um, but no, it's, such a, it's such an effect of any type of trauma. And you, you have to remember, especially when we're talking about the emotional and the relational pieces of trauma, this is not going to be a lot as much of like, you know, the big T traumas of like, a car accident or a like a right. a, a natural disaster it's all, all the interpersonal relationships right being raised by toxic people emotion or emotional um or verbal abuse growing up being shaped just honestly being not seen and heard and validated as a child not people even being able to like express your emotions like these are why we have a generation who people please and don't know how to set boundaries. And, and I don't say that judgmentally. I am like, that is me. So I, I know the struggle of, you know, just even being misunderstood by people is so hard for me. Um, and so, but, but it's those things that cause all of the kind of impacts that we talked about on today's episode. There's hope though. We have to remember it that. It is, I know. I'm like, okay, we should usually try. Like, we're not going to let them not hope. That. <laughs> the thing <laughs> is, there are, there are safe people out there. And yes. sometimes you have to hire them because like you don't have those people just in your regular life. And there is no shame in that. No. Um, and then just to like add a little bit extra level of hope there too, that Jesus can be the, Jesus is literally in some people's lives, the only safe relationship we have. Like I have this, um, this jar, I won't show it to you because we're on a podcast. So <laughs> but it's a jar and it's got sand in it. And I got these little rocks and I, every time I, cause this is how many, uns, like I did not have say, a lot of emotionally safe people in my life. And, um, and I would write their name on it and put that in like their name in that in my little jar thing and I swear there was a period of time where I think Jesus was probably like the only name in there like not to say I had didn't have good people in my life but it was like this is the one like I'm like you don't you don't get a name on your rock lightly like you have to like it's not just like you know like you have to be part of my life and and being a safe person on a consistent basis um and so it's not even about acquaintances or just friends like this is like like, you know people like in 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 my life but yeah like and the cool thing about the Jesus piece is if you can work on your issues of whatever would be like disconnecting you from him he will show up as that safe relationship like time and time and time and time and time again and will legitimately never let you down and there's just so much hope in that Mm -hmm. so it's like you know you might be sitting there listening being like i literally am surrounded by dysfunctional toxic people and so we are just ending this to say we know we believe you, you probably are because there is so many broken people in this world. So you might not have people who are literally able to show up for you and just like, even just be a safe person. And the exciting and hopeful thing is that Jesus can be and will be. Yep. 
100% agree with that. And, you know, obviously we, we do this podcast to educate and whatnot, but I know that you, for instance, have an amazing coaching practice. And if you need to reach out to Danielle, I mean, you can, she can be a safe place for you. I can be a safe place for you. It's, it's just one of those things that that's where our passion is, I think, and that, you know, so I just thought, I know if I could just, I don't know how to market that, but like safe person would be, (laughs) if I could just be that for people, that is literally like my life goal now, I think, because I don't, this is what I've also realized from my own coaching practice is that people don't realize how much they need a safe space to land until they have it all of a sudden. And then they're just like, oh my gosh, I can breathe. Oh my gosh. I can like, I can actually process things. I didn't realize how protective because when you don't have anywhere safe, you have to be in protective survival mode all the time, which is exhausting. Right. And so, yeah. I was right, going to leave that with you guys today and we will be back next week with some uh, new topics. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's episode. We always leave it on the same note, asking you this very important question. Do you have the support you need in your healing process? If the answer is no, reach out to anyone, including us, because it is a lie that you need to stay stuck. Healing is available and possible for you. Have a great week.